This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, with the impact of the social justice movement during 2020, many companies talked about trying to make things better, especially around issues like income inequality and opportunity. But now the proof will certainly be in the follow through. This ties into the importance of purpose within a company and whether that also links back to a company's performance. Claudine Gartenbergen is assistant professor of management at the Wharton School, and she has taken a deeper dive into this connection of purpose and performance. Claudine, thanks very much for your time today. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I guess let's start with the the kind of defining purpose as, as how it should be seen. Sure. So the way we think about it is the meaning of a firm's work beyond quantitative measures of financial performance. So you can define return on assets, you can define stock stock performance, but purpose itself is you know, what are we doing? Why, why are we doing what we're doing? You note that there isn't a lot of connection uh, in the past between purpose and performance. So that's part of the reason to do this type of research. Absolutely. So a lot of what, what we noted when we started this research program is a lot of the discussion on purpose is really rhetorical, right? It's, you know, we should be doing this, we ought to be doing this, this is fantastic. But when you actually look at what companies talk about and what they proclaim, there's very little link to any type of of tangible actions that they take or performance that they take. And so what we wanted to do with this program is take a data-driven uh, fact-based approach and try to understand what, what is purpose, how do we know if it's real versus just cheap talk, and how does that relate to, to, to you know, the tangible outcomes that we think about when we think about how firms are, are acting and performing. So how did you go about it exactly? So what we did is we said, look, prior research, you know, when you look at what companies say on their website, everybody talks about their purpose. Companies use it in branding initiatives. I was walking through an airport a couple of years ago, and I saw an advertisement for purpose-driven dog food. There's purpose-driven checking accounts. There's purpose-driven fashion. You know, this, this term has been used uh, so much that it's almost meaningless. So what we did is we said, let's actually think about purpose as being real when the employees actually believe that their work has meaning and impact. That's how we know that those companies have been successful uh, in implementing purpose. And so what we've done is we've taken a very large uh, survey of employee beliefs across a thousand companies, multiple years, and actually measured purpose as do, do the companies actually believe that their work has impact? I guess it would, we're starting to see maybe a recognition by companies about how purpose, you, you can have significant purpose and you can still you know, be a successful company as well. And maybe that was one of the kind of the hurdles to cross maybe in, in times prior. I think that's right. So again, because in times prior, a lot of this work was just rhetorical, people would espouse, you know, what they, what they wanted to be true. Right. But what was very helpful in our research is because we actually got a quantitative measure of how successful these companies actually were in implementing purpose, uh, then we could actually really relate it to performance and say, you know, look, you can actually have successfully implemented purpose and you can actually outperform. And what we find is companies that have 
employees that feel a deep sense of meaning and impact in their work, both companies outperform the stock market by 5%, 6% annually. They have better accounting returns. Uh, they just they just end up doing better, and that and that is not uh, that's what we call a, a causal relationship. So it's not that by doing financially better those those employees feel better. It's that actually, when employees feel that their work has meaning, those are companies that tend to financially outperform. Do you also need to look not only larger scale at the company as a whole, but maybe segments within the company to see how purpose impacts uh, you know various elements of a company? Absolutely. So one of the pieces that we're doing in our research now is tying purpose to tangible actions that the company is taking. So the relationship with acquisitions, for instance, you can find acquisitions that enhance purpose. You can find acquisitions that destroy purpose. Uh, innovation. So, you know, a big theme of last year was companies adapting to uh, you know, the, you know, extreme stress, uh, in, you know, this, you know, the economic conditions. How is that adaptation related to who they are, what their purpose is, what's driving this company? So you actually, your purpose must be tightly integrated with the strategy of the company, with the strategy of the business units and the you know, costly, tangible actions that the company takes to compete in the marketplace. You also mentioned that purpose alone may not need, may not lead to the higher levels of performance, but in many cases, purpose is tied in with something else that leads to that higher level of success. That's right. So, you know, at first we were surprised. We, you know, we built a measure of purpose as the meaning, the meaning of a company's work. And when we related that to financial outperformance, we found no, no correlation at all. So companies were, you know, which measured high on just meaningfulness among their employees, no, no, no relationship. But what we found is that when we dug deeper, is that purpose-driven companies really come in two forms. They come in what we call purpose clarity companies, where the sense of purpose is also accompanied by a sense of clarity. That is, the, the employees know what they need to do to succeed. They know they have a clear direction of where they need to go. And they have a sense that the, that the management knows what, what they need to do. That's purpose clarity. And then there's purpose camaraderie, which is we have a sense of purpose and we also have a family feeling. There's a sense of community in the company. So these are two different types of purpose-driven companies. And what we found is only the purpose clarity companies outperform, and they outperform substantially. So, so you need to have the sense of purpose but also clarity. And critically, it was only when that sense was strong in the middle ranks of an organization, yeah. so the middle managers – and the salaried professionals that you actually saw any link with financial performance. You also took this to look at it, whether or not th there are similarities or differences when you're talking about either publicly or privately held companies. Yeah, this is an interesting uh, study that we're, that we're just completing up right now. And what we find is that uh, the sense of purpose is actually stronger in private companies than public companies. And uh, when we dig into that within public companies, what we find is that it's linked to uh, the, who the owners are of the companies. So if you have owners that have a long-term orientation, those are the companies for whom the employees, and this is deep within the organization, this is not at the executive level. These are middle managers and hourly workers. 
those are the companies that tend to be able to foster this sense of meaningfulness in their workforce. Because it's interesting because I, I think the assumption would be if you're talking about a publicly held company, you're talking about having to answer to stockholders and, and board of directors, et cetera. Exactly. And so, you know, there's been the, the, this study, you know, links to this discussion of short termism and this whole debate around, you know, what is what are the pressures facing management and the board of directors when you go public and are you more focused on quarterly results or what I mentioned at the beginning, you know, these quantitative measures of financial performance, or can you focus further on the horizon? And this study is a, is a, you know, a little piece of evidence in that debate that shows when you have long-term oriented investors, then you, these are also the companies where you actually do see employees and your workforce having the sense of, of meaning and commitment in, in whatever the mission of the company is. Have you seen kind of specific purposes that are, are being discussed the most these days? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the obvious ones that companies are talking about are what we call in, in academia these, these pro-social purposes, right? So you take Bristol-Myers Squibb, you know, these pharmaceutical companies and you know, they talk about, you know, the power of science for addressing complicated diseases, mm-hmm. uh, companies that want to, you know, in some way, the meaning of a firm's work that has a positive impact on society and the community. Those are the purposes that tend to be the most discussed, but it need not be the case, right? You could have purposes that are based off creativity, uh, excellence, uh, you know, uh, technical confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it need not be pro-social, but what it has to be as authentic to the firm, it has to be espoused by the top. So it cannot be something that you outsource to consulting companies or relegate to a sustainability division. It must be something that the top believes in and that actively fosters inside the workforce itself. That is the only purpose that we see as effective today. And obviously, I mentioned about, you know, a lot of what we saw last year and the commentary that was made by a lot of CEOs of companies is that really now they're in a spot where it has to be the follow through. You have you've said this. Now you have to follow through on it. Absolutely. So, you know, the interesting thing about last year is, you know, early on in the pandemic, companies were very focused on survival, cash position, uh, just getting week to week, month to month, shoring up their, their situation. And then as soon as that alleviated somewhat, then companies started thinking about how do I adapt? Right. It was sort of an accelerated adaptation. And that's where these questions of what are we about come in. And again, it's all cheap talk. Uh, it's all meaningless rhetoric unless the employees believe it, unless there's tangible actions that are consistent with it. Yeah. And importantly, that you don't engage in strategies that are inconsistent with it because strategies that counter to your purpose, there's nothing faster to alienate your workforce than, than hypocrisy from the top. And, and not that I don't know if you, if you looked at this specifically, but maybe it's more anecdotal that in this day and age, the digital world that we're living in, if companies don't follow through, there's more of a potential of repercussion in part because uh, of the social media component maybe coming to kind of bite them on the back of the leg. Yeah, I think there's actually two big 
industry shifts that's making purpose more relevant today than it's ever been. So the first is what you mentioned, which is employee voice is just greater than it's been before. And when you think about purpose and who's oriented towards, a lot of people think of it as sort of marketing and customers. But actually, I think most of it is around motivating workforce. And as employees get ways of expressing their voice and, and talking and, and glass the door and seeing evaluations of companies, uh, it becomes more and more important to to motivate the workforce and not and not alienate them. So I, that's one piece of it. The other piece of it that's that that is very interesting is you know 50 years ago, 30 years ago, most of the value in companies was in their tangible assets, right. factories, machineries, uh, capital assets that you can buy and sell. Today, that's completely shifted. Today, most of the value of companies is in the human capital and other intangibles that make up uh, our economy today. And so because of these two pieces, that the value is increasingly tied up in the workforce that can walk out any day and that the workforce has voice, yeah. it becomes incredibly important to motivate your, your employees. And money is a very poor motivator relative to uh, the combination of financial incentives and meaningfulness at work. Hence why we see the, so many companies concerned about trying to retain employees these days. Absolutely. Yeah. More so than ever before. Yeah. Claudine, great research. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks. Pleasure. Thank you. Claudine Gartenberg, Assistant Professor of Management at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.